Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Gospel of Matthew. Chapter number 16, verse number 18, which probably most of you know what it is. I thought for sure in Sunday school, Brother Steve was going to get my message. And he left me enough to chew on a little bit. But in that 18th verse, the Lord Jesus speaking. And this is the first time the church is mentioned in the New Testament. And people have different ideas and different strange thoughts about the church. And hopefully I can clear some of that up just a little bit and uh, help you. My title, if you want to write it down and remind me of it, What's Right with the Church? We have to go too far from this building and these grounds and go to certain places and they've got this church on the fire, telling everybody what's wrong, this and that and the other, and et cetera, et cetera. But we want to tell you, I want to tell you what's right with the church. I, I don't know how many churches I've been to in the United States of America and other countries, and how many places I've preached. And I'm not trying to hunt something out of you. But I've never been in a better church in my life. And I've been preaching 55 years. And one better than that, I've been married to the same woman 61 years. I told somebody a while ago, if I get elected as governor, if I run, you're going to have to renew your marriage license. I think that'd be a good thing. It'd put some lawyers out of business with the divorce courts. Amen. What's right with the church? Well, there's nothing wrong with its founder. Amen. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. Amen. And that's how he does it through us. We that know him. He uses us. To add to the church, the people we've seen uh, saved and baptized here in this uh, just one week, really, eight days. My Lord, this church goes for years. There was a pastor here one night of the Jubilee, and me and him was talking. And he told me, he said, we not had a conversion all year long. Well, now something's wrong somewhere. You hear me. I'd go find me a little bus kid and drag him to church, giving him bubble gum, whatever I take, and then I'd pray for him to get saved. Amen. You, we've got no excuse. God uses people. And the founder speaks to us and burdens our heart and leads us and guides us and directs us in what we should do and what we shouldn't do. There's nothing wrong 
with the church as far as the founder, Jesus Christ. Now, I didn't say there wasn't something wrong with the people in it. You and I are sinners. Amen. But God forgives sinners and he loves sinners. And God is a God that gives second chances. Hallelujah. And sometimes give you more than that. Amen. I'm thankful for that. I about wore it out. Amen. Lord, I'm sorry. I goofed up again. Lord, I'm sorry. I dropped the boat again. But uh, the founder, he's always right. He's always on time. Amen. And he, and a lot of things he might leave, but he's not going to leave the church. In the Ephesians chapter number five, it says Jesus loved the church. Loved the church. Amen. He's not talking about a lot of things. He's talking about me and you. We that are saved, he places us in the church where he wants us. Might not be where I want, but where he wants us to be. The church is a body. And that body has different movements, different arms, legs, and all that kind of stuff. And he puts you wherever you, you might not be anything but the little toe. But it'll be a blessing to be the little toe. Somebody said, well, I don't know why he put a little toe on me, my right and left foot. I'll tell you why. You get up during the night to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you go by the corner of that bed. Little toe will let you know he's, yeah, here I am, I'm hurting. <laughs> Amen. Nothing wrong with the founder. I got to hurt. There's nothing wrong with the faith. There's one body, one Lord, one faith in the church. There's not two faiths and not three faiths. Hey, there's one faith. Amen. Amen. For by grace are you saved through faith, the real thing. It's not something you do, something you did. It's faith. Amen. Amen. That God's provided for me and you to believe the unbelievable. Amen. Thank God for that. Faith. Real faith. I, in my older age, I just had a birthday last week, week four last. And I'm over the speed limit now. I, I'm way over it. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm 82 years old. You don't look it. Old age has agreed with me. We'll go to a restaurant, me and my wife, and sit down and order and bring in the food and all that good stuff. And we'll see somebody across the, the restaurant and say, my Lord, that old man's having a hard time. I said, you didn't get in here too good, my sister. <laughs> it took a real effort for me and you to get here. Amen. Real faith. It's faith. Amen. I got to hurry. It's fellowship. First John, the first chapter, read it. We have fellowship one with another. May I say this? And I, I don't know anything about any of it. Most of you, I don't even know your names. But hey, <laughs> real faith, real fellowship. Jesus lives within you if you're saved. And he's there because he wants to have fellowship with you. 
turn the family loose, go get in a closet, wherever you want to go, whatever you, and have fellowship with the Lord. I, I pray more now at an old age than I've ever prayed in my life. I got a prayer list here, not including, including the one at church, and I've got one from the church I just resigned from, and praying for people every day. Every day, Wilbur, you owe me some more eggs. Fellowship is more than sitting down and eating a meal. Fellowship, and, and I encourage you as, as, as a saved person, whether you're a lady or a man, you need a, a prayer partner. And don't make your husband or your wife your prayer partner, please. Well, who am I supposed to make? Who are you close to? Who are you close to? And y'all should join together. And pray for that individual on a very regular basis. And stand back and watch God go to work. Stand back and watch him. I've, I've, I've experienced this over and over again. How God works. It's amazing to me how God does things. Fellowship with the Lord. When nobody else will speak to you. When nobody else will have anything to do with you. There's somebody will. There's somebody waiting for you to just invite them to sit down and tell your troubles to. It's not a sin to tell your troubles to. Amen. It, it's right. The church is right with its founder. It's right with the faith. It's right with the fellowship. It's right in what's going to happen to it in the future. We're going to leave here. I mean, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to be gone. The church won't be here no more. Uh, <laughs> I have weird ideas sometimes. But I can just see somebody say, well, where, where's my little boy? Where's my little girl? Where's my baby? Where's my husband or where's my wife? They're gone. They're gone. You didn't take care of business. You had an opportunity during whatever time you was in church to make it right, and you didn't make it right. You played the role of a hypocrite, pretending to be something that you're not. You're going to get left behind. Left behind because the real church, God's church, is going to leave here. Amen. I'm ready to go, and I know most of you are, or maybe all of you are. Who knows? But anyhow, that's what's right with the church. I could have put down a lot more, but then I want to jump to my second point. Why do people despise the church? Why do people do that? Three points, and we'll be out of here. Number one. People despise the church because of what they are. I have learned in these 55 years trying to preach and trying to pastor and etc. I have learned 
that if somebody ain't happy, they don't want nobody else happy. And they'll say and do and be something to get your happiness, get your joy. I guarantee you, there's people in the world like that. They despise Victory Baptist Church. They can't take it. Amen. And they'll, they'll figure up or make up some kind of erroneous idea that has no tr truth in it just because they despise the church. I was sitting one day when we lived at Stockton for a while, and uh, my phone rang, and it was a preacher friend of mine. And he said, Preacher, you know what's going on? I said, Nope. I wasn't pastoring anywhere at that time. I said, No, no, don't really care. He said, But this has to do with you. I said, With me? What have I done now? He said, I was at the preacher's fellowship meeting. And some guy stood up and said, the reason Brother Allen come home from the mission field, that he was having an affair with a proven woman. I said, well, don't you tell my wife. He said, well, don't you want to know who it is? I said, no way. I might have the opportunity down the road to preach somewhere and he'll be there and I'd be pulled to toward the, telling him to miss, you know, make up something so erroneous that could be good night a lot. People despise the church because what they are not because of what you are. Amen. They're jealous to a great extent. They're very jealous because here Friday night the building was full. There's some folks can't take that. Some folks say something derogatory, something crazy about the church. Amen. Number two, I don't have a three. People despise the church because of what they've heard. You know Brother Ward, Steve Ward? Yeah, I know him. Well, I heard it. I, I ain't standing and listening. And, and I'm going to tell you, you need to mind your own business. You need to clean up your own yard before you start on somebody else's. If you turn them eyeballs around and look the other way, you'll see something. And it needs to be taken care of, and it's in your life. Amen. You can hear anything, but you don't have to seal it in and then call somebody, hey, I got a prayer request. You ain't got no prayer request. You got a gospel press. Gossip press. Amen. And people hear stupid things. When I left uh, a victory many years ago, many, many years ago, 
And uh, it, it got out. I was told, somebody come and told me, hey, they said you stole all the money. Where, did y'all ever find it? <laughs> Steal money from the church? You got to be brain dead. <laughs> Amen. Your elevator don't go all the way up, I promise you. But from what they heard, people are gullible to hear something that's not true. They're gullible for it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You say, well, you listen. I, I, I ain't got time. Although I'm not pastoring or anything like that, I ain't got time to listen to some stuff. Amen. I, ain't, I couldn't get on Facebook if it, my life depended on it. I do have a cell phone. It's a flipper. And all I know to do is say hello, goodbye. I mean, that's the extent of my uh, computer. My wife's got a computer. I, can't, I couldn't go and turn it on right now if my life depended on it. Don't you want to learn? Nope, got enough. Got enough to take care of. Amen. I'm just as busy as I want to be. Amen. I get a little bit better, just a little bit. I'm going fishing, Jody. You going with me. <laughs> Last time I went with my older son's Jed, I fell out of the boat. <laughs> and I hit my head on a big old rock. And I couldn't get up for a moment or two because I was seeing stars and everything else. And Jed... <laughs> Jeb was about ready to have prayer meeting. <laughs> daddy, daddy, get up. You hurt? Well, you nut. I fell out of the boat and hit my head. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying this. Uh, we're having a ball down here. <laughs> oh, my. People despise the church for what they are. People despise the church because of what? They have heard, last but not least, people despise the church because of what they have seen. What they have seen. You don't have to look far till you can find a David. Not a pretty sight. As David had a man killed, he was king. And she birthed a child by David. You don't have to look far to. Or you can listen too often. To find something wrong. Instead of lowering somebody. Instead of beating them over the head with an axe handle. It's time to pray. If somebody in this church makes a mistake, it's not time to shun them. It's time to go with them. You that are spiritual, the Bible says, restore one. We, we can't, most churches don't practice that at all. They'll vote you out of there so quick and make your eyes cross if you do wrong. There's too many demons. 
Paul said in 2 Timothy, writing to Timothy, his last letter to Timothy, he said, Demas has forsaken me for the, this world, gone to the world. Not have to look far to find somebody that used, used to preach. No, I have to look too far to find somebody used to be a teacher. Amen, church. God help you. We don't need any quitters. God help you. Pick up the ball again. Amen. One of the greatest baseball players has ever been, Babe Ruth. But he struck out more than he hit home runs. You and I, too, in the book of Psalms, Brother Steve's preaching on it all the way. And I like that. I just got through going through it. But in the Psalms, it talks about him picking you up. But he's going to use me or you to help pick him up. Whoever it might be. It might be a she. It might be a young person. But so many quit our churches. Amen. So many churches are folding up. You said, oh, I didn't know that. Well, the church I pastored in Stockton, Georgia, was a Southern Baptist church. 160-something years old. It's home to me. It's where I got saved, got baptized in the Lapihole River, where me and my wife got married, where I got called to preach. Just about everything happened to me good happened in that little old church. And when they called me and asked me to come and help, I couldn't resist. And we didn't give one nickel to the Southern Baptists the time I was there. And I'll tell you the rest of the story one day why we didn't. But the last year I was there, they put out a little uh, paper like, and they put different statistics in there. And that year before, it was 1,600. Southern Baptist churches shut it down. What happened? What happened to the people that said they were saved and members of that church? I'm not able to physically, some would say mentally too, but I, to keep a church open, I'd do most anything. Because you don't know and I don't know when that little boy or girl comes down the aisle and says, I want to be saved, we don't know what God's going to do with them. <laughs> oh, boy, too many demises, quitters. Too many diophysists who wanted to be first in John 3. Too many Ananias and Sapphires.
in Acts, the book of Acts. Too many that come up short. I could tell you things and I'm not going to. Well, who do you talk to? These things I don't tell my wife. She's not the pastor. She hasn't been called to preach. Although she tries. My soul. But there's some things people tell me that that's as far as it's going. Except me talking to one, one person. And that be the Lord. Amen. And if it's within my power, I'm going to go see that person and talk to them about forgiveness. Amen. Some people think they fumble the ball, the game's over. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. David made a mess, a big mess. Yet God said, he's a man after my own heart. Second chance. Moses killed a man. Yet 40 years later, God chose him to go get his children. Second chance. And probably some of us could stand up and testify. We've had a second chance. I ain't quitting. I might have to get up here with a helicopter. But I ain't going to quit. There's nothing wrong with the church. Nothing wrong. And I don't have the time of the day to listen to somebody that thinks serious. Amen. I was pastoring down at Lake Park. And uh, on Sunday night, me and my wife would go to Cracker Barrel. And uh, have supper. And there was three men met me at the door. And I knew them. And I knew, I knew them. And I knew they was a member of another Baptist church, not the one I was pastor. And they said, Brother Allen, can you, can you talk with us a minute? I said, well, what are we going to talk about? And they called the pastor's name. And I said, whoa, whoa, that's as far as you go. I ain't got time. You need to go to your pastor. You need to go to look him in the eye and tell him what you're trying to want to tell me. Because I ain't going to make no difference. I'm not a member of that church. And ain't planning on joining. I'm right where God wants me. Amen. I've got a good pastor. He stretches the truth a lot. When he talks about me. I'm not a superman. But I love God. And although I couldn't call most of y'all's name if I had to. I love you. You know I got my finger on you right now. You have been a blessing. A blessing. Don't you stop. Don't you quit. I'll come looking for you. You better not. I mean, God's got a, a place for you. <laughs> Amen.
What's wrong with the church? Nothing. If anything, there's probably something wrong with you. That's probably the problem with you seeing things like you do. Amen. You go find one, a church, I'm talking about, like this. And you're going to wear out an automobile trying to find it. You will. Good people in it. But it's just not like this is. I thank God that God let me come home to the refuge church, I call it. You're doing a great job, Brother Steve. Great job. You won't find many pastors like that. You won't. I'm through. Thank you for listening. Hallelujah. Well, you've heard God's message tonight. What's right with the church?